Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. God in the highest, hallelujah and amen. God is so awesome and he is so wonderful in all of his ways. And I am thankful once again to be before you on another time of uh, broadcast for God's Church International. This is our fresh manner broadcast where we come to you each and every Sunday evening with a sermonic word from the Lord. And I'm Pastor Adrian, and it's super exciting to be with each one of you. I thank Sister Priscilla Hilliard. I'm waiting for a new project from her, but to even listen to this particular declaration um, with her and Sister C.C. Winans is just a blessing because he is our Redeemer. He does love us, hallelujah, and he does bring light to those that find him. And I'm thankful for those lyrics because they are true to what my heart has been feeling and has been expressing. I'm excited once again as well because we are now over into a brand new month. What happened to 2015, my brothers and sisters? Boy, it went quickly. But we are here now on November 1st, 2015. Excuse me, I'm already over to the next year. And I'm excited about all of what God will accomplish even in these next two months. It's been a bumpy ride. There's been a lot of transition and a lot of shifts here in 2015. Everybody didn't make it. Some people didn't make it. Some people gave up. Some people, God went ahead and redeemed and called home. But what I'm saying to you, my brothers, is if you're under the sound of my voice, there's still time. There's still opportunity. There is still, hallelujah, 
a wonderful shift that can occur in your life, a transition that can take you into your next. Well, I'm excited as well because every month God has given us a specific theme for that month. And for this month of November, hallelujah, God has not disappointed. The month of November, the theme is the children's bread, the children's bread. And so this month, each time we come to you with the word from the Lord, whether it's preaching, teaching, or praying, we want to focus specifically and deal with the, the theme for the month because God, hallelujah, knows exactly what we need in every time and every season. It's in his hands. Our time is in his hands when we are his children. And so let's go ahead and um, i tell you what. I'm going to go ahead and pray. And then when I come back, I will read the scripture and uh, we will go forth as God has set forth. Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we just bless you for this time. God, we bless you for this season. God, we thank you. Hallelujah. We thank you. Hallelujah. Can I say it one more time, God? We thank you and we praise you, God, for this opportunity and for your word. Now, Father God, let your word spring forth, God. Let it not fall upon fallow ground, but let it take root in fertile soil. Father God, I bless you for the harvest that will come forth. Father God, you preach, you teach, you admonish, you encourage, Father God, us in this time and in this season. Father God, we look forward to you doing just that. And, Father God, I thank you and I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory be to God. Well, let us get to tonight's sermon. I thank you, man and woman. Uh, you hear a siren, please forgive me. I'm always on the go, and thank God for mobile ministry. Amen. Uh, hallelujah. Sometimes it's not the, the most quiet place, but it is mobile ministry. So I'm going to be reading, um, hallelujah, from Matthew 15, verses 21 through 28, and it says it this way, Jesus went away from there and withdrew into the district of Tyre and Sidon. And a Canaanite woman from that region came out and began to cry out, saying, Have mercy on me, Lord. Son of David, my daughter is cruelly demon-possessed. But he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and implored him, saying, Send her away, because she keeps shouting at us. But he answered and said, I was sent only to the lost of the house of Israel. But she came and began to bow down before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dog. But she said, Yes, Lord, but even the dog feed on the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said to her, O woman, your faith is great. 
it shall be done for you as you wish. And your daughter and her daughter was healed at once. You know, when we think about this passage, uh, my brothers and my sisters, at first it can seem pretty harsh of Jesus to deal with someone who seemingly was in a time of desperation, someone who seemingly had her back up against the wall, someone who seemed like they needed a word from the Lord. They needed a change. They needed a touch. They needed some action. It seems like Jesus was dealing with her harshly. Hallelujah. But even when we read the scripture, we never really, some of us never get the, 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 uh, the, the significance of this particular passage. We don't get it. We don't get this word. We don't seem to have understanding of it. But even this woman who was not even serving God, who was from a different background or that was into witchcraft and idolatry and occultism and everything dark, hallelujah, everything that dealt with idols and all of that, this woman got an understanding that it was something special about Jesus. She even realized that the crumbs, hallelujah, from God's daily bread, is better than what she had to contend with. We understand, too, in the natural that bread comes in all shapes and all sizes and all colors and textures and flavors. It's a staple in our diet. In America, we understand people struggle because they love bread and butter. Amen? We understand that it's a staple in the diet of everyone on this planet. People make bread. If you can't do nothing else, you hear some bread. I may not have no meat, honey, I may not have potatoes, but here is some bread. And bread is also the symbol of life. In God's word, God uses bread to illustrate more than just physical sustenance. The children's bread, it symbolizes his provision. It symbolizes his healing. It symbolizes his word and his very son, and what he accomplished with the finished work of the cross for everyone. I need you to hear me, for everyone. I said it one more time, for everyone. And even though no matter how old we may become, we are all still God's children, no matter what age we are. And aren't you glad you're a child of the Most High King? The woman in this story had determination. She was a Canaanite. She was a Gentile, a woman outside the covenant of God. You see, they were looked upon, uh, looked down, hallelujah, upon by the Jews of her day, commonly referred to as mere dogs. But she wasn't concerned with what anyone thought of her that day. She was on a mission. She was like a heat-seeking missile looking for God seeking for help for her daughter that took precedence over everything else. She didn't care about what they were saying about her. She didn't care about what they thought about her. She didn't care about what they might do to her. She had been to all the doctors, whether they were witch doctors or medical doctors. They, she had, they had run all the tests. They had done all the incantations. They had nothing 
to offer her. She had done all she could do, and she was in the mode of desperation. She had watched the agony day after day, month after month. The oppression was heavy. Something had to be done now. It couldn't wait any longer. She had heard no doubt of the countless miracles that Jesus had performed for so many. And Wherever he went, he was touching those that seemingly were lost, seemingly were broken, seemingly were possessed. He turned all expectations from hopeless to hopeful. Life seemed to effortlessly flow from him as impossible and hopeless situations were constantly and consistently turned around time and time again. Yes, he, she had heard the story. And of his great compassion. And as if her prayer had come true, I I believe that it was no coincidence that Jesus, the Messiah, the Savior, Jesus Christ, he was there in her own hometown. And he believed, and she believed that it wouldn't have been the case, hallelujah, if he wasn't in her hometown. It, It couldn't be just coincidence that she had to go and see this man about her daughter. It didn't matter how many miracles she had heard about. They didn't affect her. They didn't affect her daughter's situation until she started to believe that what he had done for so many he could do for her. Something began to well up on the inside of her. I just believe with my sanctified imagination that hope had started and her faith had began to rise and caused her to take action that day. Before she knew it, she was putting one foot in front of the other. She was hanging on on a string of faith, and it was pulling her, drawing her nigh to the one who had the answers for which she needed. The moment she realized it, hallelujah, that it wasn't about that what she could do any longer, but it became only about what Jesus could do for her. That In that moment, it, it was the moment Jesus started to move and was behind the scenes on her behalf and meet her where she was because of her faith. It was a divine appointment, my brothers and sisters. It was a divine appointment that was about to take place. He he was patient, passing through her town, hallelujah, and, and she was about to be the recipient of unmerited favor and grace. When you take a step towards Jesus, my brother says he'll take two towards you. Draw nigh to him, and he'll draw nigh to you. With the step of boldness, she forgot about who she was and where she came from and what they were saying about her and about the eyes that were on her and even about the disciples' negative words about her yelling out and her not her wanting to be heard. It wasn't about her anymore. She decided to cast aside what people were going to think. She realized when you have a need, a desperate need, no matter what it is, it doesn't matter what other people might think. It doesn't matter about what anybody thinks. They're not the ones who are going to be able to perform the miracle you need anyway. It's only in Jesus. Jesus is the only one that has what you need. Jesus is the only one that can make a way out of no way. Jesus is the only one that can take the impossible and make it possible. Jesus, hallelujah can take your water and make it into wine, good wine, fresh wine, the best wine, Jesus. She had only one objective when she approached Jesus for the healing of her daughter. But Jesus paused, and he did not answer her right away. 
You see, even though he knew what she was going to say, he still wanted to give her the opportunity to say it. Maybe there's some things in your life that you just think that Jesus should already know, that he already has the knowledge of it. And, and you, my brother and my sister, thinking that he knows all, he, he has all, he sees all, uh, you haven't brought it before. But I'm going to just tell you, you need to make your confession sure. You need to approach the throne with holy boldness and make your petitions known before him. Her miracle, talking about the woman again, the mother, her miracle was that she needed her daughter. She needed her daughter to be healed. Her miracle was in her mouth. It wasn't about what she was going to hear at that that point. Another sermon wasn't going to heal her daughter. Even at this time, another prayer wasn't going to help. A hope and a wish was not going to serve the purpose. But she had already heard enough, and it was time for her to act. It was time for her faith to be activated. It wasn't on the outside coming in anymore. It was already on the inside, waiting to come out. Praise God. James 1, 22 through 24 of the Message Bible says, Don't fool yourself into thinking that you are a listener when you are anything but. Letting the word go in one ear and out the other. Act on what you hear. Those who hear and don't act are like those who glance in the mirror, walk away, and two minutes later have no idea who they are, what they look like, or what they have seen. Faith without works, my brothers and my sisters, is dead. You can hear all the sermons about healing. You can hear all the sermons about deliverance. You can hear all the sermons about Jesus saved. You can hear all the sermons about how God loved you. But until you apply it to your own life and believe that he can do it for you in the middle of your circumstance, it won't happen. The disciples came and they asked if they could send the woman away. They wanted to shut her up because she was making a scene. She was acting out. Some of us need to act out. Some of us need to act out to get Jesus' attention. Some of us need to act out and hold on hope against hope for God to come down right in the middle of our situation. Some of us need to show God that we're serious, that we really need him, that we realize that he's the only way. How many of you know true faith is relentless? True faith doesn't stop. True faith holds on with a bulldog mentality and never stops and never quits until it gets the desired result at that point. Well, this woman, Jesus, turns around and he stops and he looks at her and he said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. She was probably even expecting at that point to hear anything but the words that came out of his mouth. Even though she was momentarily stunned by what he had to say, she still knew that he was her only hope. She wasn't giving up. Her faith was relentless. She, she kept going. She, she realized that she needed to get a desired result, and she couldn't go away empty-handed. You see, the Bible says, but she came and began to bow down before him, saying, Lord, help me. And I'm sure she tried to be persuasive, but it was to no avail. And he answered and said it was not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the dog. He still wasn't moved to act on her behalf. You heard it before, and let me just tell you again that our cries, our desperation, our pleas, our tears don't move the hand of God. It's our faith. Emotionalism has nothing to do with it, but it's your 
faith, your activated faith, your applied faith, your faith that's working, that moves. And then she said, yes, Lord, but even the dogs feed on the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Matthew 7, 9 through 11 says, or what man is there among you who, if his son asks for bread, will give him a stone, or if he asks for a fish, will give him a serpent, if, if you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give good things to those who ask him? And then Jesus responded and said to this woman, O woman, your faith is great. It shall be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed at once. What a dramatic and fantastic account of faith in action. But the thing I want you to take home with you on tonight is what Jesus said about healing. He referred to healing as the children's bread. By his hands, we are all fed. Give us now our daily bread. In other words, healing is the rightful, normal, expected sustenance of every child of God. It's their God-given inheritance. So many in the church don't realize and aren't really sure if healing belongs to them. That type of thinking is a trick of the enemy and has always been a trick of an enemy. It's a lie from the pit of hell. Child of God, healing and every other promise from God became yours the moment Jesus Christ became your Lord and Savior. The plan of salvation did so much more for you than just save you. It gave you your God-given right to lay hold of and claim your inheritance to every promise God has made to us. Whether you are aware of it or not, you already possess the promises. Now that you have to wait on someone to die to obtain them, but someone already did die, and his name is Jesus. That's why we need to have our feet planted upon the solid ground, planted upon the solid rock, knowing and not wondering exactly what it is that belongs to us so that we can apply the word of God in any given situation and therefore receive the promised benefit, not just in our lives but in everyone's life that we come in contact with. Psalm 37:25 says this, I have been young and now I'm old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. He wants you to realize you don't have to beg for the children's bread. He has it in abundance, readily available to you and for you to partake of and enjoy. Where do you stand? Are you a child of God? Have you asked Jesus even to come into your heart? Hallelujah. I'm just telling you, my brothers and my sisters, time is short. It is winding up. People are going away from here left and right. I'm not trying to scare you, but I'm trying to make you aware that you need to make a conscious decision, and you need to make it today. Hallelujah. About who are you serving? Who is your Lord? Who is your master? Who do you believe? Do you believe in heaven? Do you believe in hell? Hallelujah. You're not going to stay here on this earth when the end time comes. It's the decision will be made for you if you don't make one. And I'm telling you, my brother and my sister, the children's bread is for you. Salvation is for you. Jesus is for you. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Maybe you've not thought about 
God. Maybe you don't know about Jesus. Maybe you've never heard about salvation. Well, today is the day of salvation for you. Hallelujah. Today is the day of the rest of your life, the beginning, where you can accept Jesus Christ even right now as your Lord and say, do you repeat after me? Father, I'm a sinner. Watch me. Make me clean. I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And I'll serve you all the rest of my days. I turn away from, I'm sorry for all of the things I have done that have separated me from you. From this day forward, I'll live for you. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Well, if you repeated that prayer, guess what? You're saved. You're in the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Let me just let you know, hallelujah, that the promises of God are yours. Since you prayed that prayer, then you have the right to healing. You have the right to every other promise in the word of God. Hallelujah. Just as it was then, it is still the children's bread today. And God, through your relationship with his son Jesus, has given you a place, a seat at the table. Because of Jesus' wonderful act of love on the cross, you don't have to ask for the crumbs that come that fall beneath the table. You can feast with and on the bread of life at the table. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. I challenge you today to make a move, to even go deeper into the, this life of faith, even go deeper, hallelujah, and feast upon the children's bread on a daily basis. Get the truth of God down on the inside, in your inner being. Let your faith be activated so that you know and don't have to wonder if it's the Lord's will that healing can take place in your body, that healing can take place in your life, that healing can take place for your children, your family members, that you know what? The word cancer doesn't have to be a death sentence, that you'll realize that God is the healer. He's the master physician. He's the master creator, the master potter. He created that body. He created your body. He knows it inside and out. Hallelujah. And it is not his will that any should perish, that any should suffer. Hallelujah. But it is his will, hallelujah, that every affliction that we as the righteous have to go to go through, that we are delivered out of them all. Hallelujah. God wants to see you prosper. He wants to, every promise to take root in your life. Third John 1, 2 says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. And as you do, your faith will rise to new heights. And through the wonderful Holy Spirit, you will find a boldness and a joy in knowing that which was purchased through this plan of salvation is truly the children's bread, and you, my brother and my sister, are included. I pray you receive it today. I pray you will lay hold of the promises and the bountiful feast that has been set before you and partake to your heart's content. Let's Father God, I thank you and I praise you for every listener on this line today. Father God, I thank you that you will make known in them and assure them and God solidify in them that the children's bread is for them. Father God, I thank you that deliverance will take place, healing will take place, 
wholeness will come upon them, God, and your holiness, God, will also take up residence. God, I thank you that they'll begin to see your promises come forth in their life, God, and they'll begin to see, Father God, if they follow your word, follow your will, and to draw nigh to you, God, that you even draw nigh to them even the more. God, we love you, we honor you, we give you all the praise, and we thank you in advance for all you're doing in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, until next week, at the same time, we just love you with the love of Jesus Christ. We look forward to you coming back to, on this broadcast. Take a gander at our eChurch site at GodsChurchInternational.org, and it will show you all the arms of ministry. If you're on Facebook, please like our page, God's Church International. Make sure you leave a comment. Let us know that you happen by or inbox us. We want to hear from you. Hallelujah. If you want to receive, um, if you're a new convert and you'd like to receive some uh, powerful uh, tools and resources that will help you on your newfound Christian walk, please contact the ministry. All the contact information is either on Facebook or on our eChurch site. You can read it there on our contact us page. We look forward to hearing from you. There's also a prayer wall. If you have prayer requests, even throughout the week, leave them on our prayer wall or contact us directly via um, our 1-800 number. We will look forward to hearing from you. We love you so much. And we want God's absolute best for each one of you. Until next week at the same time, remember this. It's not about you. It's not about me. But it's all about him. God bless you. And good night.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.